With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's a Wednesday, I know that. But one thing I do not know is the future of golf, at least for the next year or so. I think I know less today. Scott Van Pelt of The Mothership will join us coming up in about 20 minutes. And we'll see if he has any insights into what the future holds. Welcome to the program. It's hour one, so Scott will join us. Nick Wright, our good buddy from Fox Sports, a little bit later on as we get ready for Game 3 Nuggets at the Heat. No Tyler Hero for the Heat. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Your phone calls are always welcome. Our operator, Tyler, is standing by. Say good morning to those watching on Peacock. Download the app if you haven't done so, and you can watch this program for free. This program, this hour, brought to you by Meguiar's. They have come to the rescue again. The new hybrid ceramic tire shine renews dull tires by darkening the appearance and adding long-lasting high gloss, and it keeps shining even when exposed to water. Give Meguiar's hybrid ceramic tire shine a try. Meguiar's reflect your passion. Stat of the day is always brought to you by great folks at Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. It was 23 hours ago, 24 hours ago, that uh, got an email. And we weren't quite sure what the email was. Talked about a merger. A lot of fine print there. And then all of a sudden there's an interview on CNBC and the PGA Tour commissioners there with a representative from the uh, Saudi Tour, the Live Tour. And all of a sudden we're finding out in real time just like the players were. Hey, there's a merger, and it's for the greater good of golf. After nearly a year of bitterness and legal battles, the tour and the live tour are officially in business. The news comes as a surprise to a lot of people because the live tour had been viewed as a major threat to the so-called purity of the PGA Tour. We brought out uh, an emphasis on loyalty and patriotism in 9-11, and this 
help keep the tour, uh, keeping some of their top players there on tour and not going to the live tour. And, uh, you know, you have the uh, PGA Tour and the commissioner constantly attacking Liv due to the connection to uh, Saudi sport, uh, sports washing. And uh, this is dripping with hypocrisy. The PGA removed players' tour guards uh, cards if they join Liv. Now the PGA has done exactly what they were warning their players not to do. And now you're taking money from uh, the Saudis. And so is the PGA Tour, not just the Liv Tour. And they didn't even have the courtesy to inform their players what was happening. And then I don't even know what could possibly happen without the policy board. The PGA has five players on the uh, policy board. Rory McIlroy, Webb Simpson, Patrick Cantlay, Peter Malnati, and Charlie Hoffman. And I'm guessing this had to be run by them if they were going to go ahead. Did it have to be unanimous that everybody signed off on this? So uh, the organization that's preached loyalty, uh, this is not one of the better looks for the PGA Tour. After uh, what happened yesterday, you're informed via Twitter and other media outlets. And imagine these players going, wait, this is our tour? Because the commissioner kept saying, hey, we, we. And the players got together with the commissioner yesterday in Canada and said, what's this we stuff? We didn't, we, we're, it's on our tour. You're the one that decided. I don't know what Jay Monahan got out of this personally. That was my first thought. But I'd like to know. We've invited everybody from Greg Norman to Phil Mickelson to Tiger to the commissioner to Rory McIlroy. Uh, nobody wanted to come on and uh, speak on record about this. And I understand that this is a, a seismic shift in what we thought was going to happen in the future. You know, would live fold because there was no uh, TV partner. Now they have the CW, but really a, a major player here where we could watch the product. Did This was the future of the sport. You got to have fun. You got to wear shorts. They played loud music and you played 54 holes. I go, that's not the future of golf. Sounds like a fun weekend, but that's not the future of golf. The future of golf is money. The Saudis bought the PGA Tour, plain and simple. So you have these players, you know, Tiger could have made $800 million. Well, he didn't. But now you, the commissioner has put these players in a position where if you get paid now, you're getting paid by the Saudi government. Or you got to retire. It's a terrible, terrible position that the commissioner put these players in. Hey, you didn't take the money from the Saudis like Mickelson, Brandel Chambly, or uh, Bryson DeChambeau, but then you have guys who are in the United States playing for the PGA Tour. John Rahm didn't take the money, and Rory could have gotten $400 million. Uh, Colin Morikawa, they all could have gotten paid. They didn't. So they had loyalty. And what did you get for your loyalty? Nothing. Because now it's a forced partnership, and now you are getting paid by the Saudi Tour, but you're not getting hundred or $200 million like Phil Mickelson did. What do you do if you're Brandel Chambly? He works for the Golf Channel. Golf Channel run by the PGA Tour. You're going to take Saudi money, aren't you? Do you have to go independent? Does Brandel Chambly have to retire as an analyst, step down, do something else? The commissioner put a lot of people in bad situations here. I'd love to know, and he keeps saying, hey, this is about down the road, 10 years down the road. Well, okay, but we need to talk about today. How about we start with yesterday, and then we can get to 10 years down the road. 
But I'd like to know, what was that first phone call like, Commissioner? Did you call them? They call you? What was the conversation? Hey, we can end all the uh, litigation. Uh, Okay. It's going to cost this, or we can do this, or let's create a world tour under one roof. Okay. Just tell me, did you get a bump in pay here? Like, what are you getting out of this? What were you worried about? Um, Let me see if I have some of his uh, answers. He talked about that he got some more information here. Now, I don't know what the information was that wasn't available to him last year or the year before, but it felt like the commissioner was saying, you know, hey, I got uh, information now and it changed, uh, you know, what what our philosophy is. Um, Here is uh, the commissioner yesterday talking about being uh, hypocritical. I recognize that people are going to call me a hypocrite. And anytime I've said anything, I said it with the information I had at that moment. And I said, I said it based on someone that's trying to compete for the PGA tour and our players. And so I accept those criticisms. Okay. I just like to know some answers. That's all. So you're going to take the slings and arrows, but what changed? Did you change? Because I don't know if the information changed. Sounds like the commissioner changed and then decided, uh, can't beat him. Guess we'll join him. And now you've got, and I still don't know what the, the future of the tour is. Are we, are we going to play by the live tour rules? So you're going to play 54 holes. Are you going to have team events? Is there more money? Uh, is there another major? Uh, are we going around the world? You got uh, ma- you know, is it uh, a major going to be held at another place around the world? I mean, there's the U.S. Open has to be here. The British Open has already played there. The Masters is played here. The only one is the PGA, unless you say, hey, we're going to have a fifth major here. But you've also put these players in a really difficult position. Okay, we didn't leave. We had a conscience. You guys banged on the drum on patriotism and the Saudis and 9-11 and all of those things. Now we're going to be taking their money. And I think people, like, you can't pick where you go, man, you guys are stupid. You didn't take the live tour money. Well, at the time, they were doing what they thought was right. And that's what the commissioner has done. He's put him in a really difficult light that, hey, I didn't take the money then. I was trying to be loyal. Now you're not loyal. So now I have to take their money. I'm wondering if the players can, you know, Force Jay Monahan to resign as the commissioner. The players had a meeting yesterday, and I think it was pretty contentious there with the commissioner, but he's put him in a really difficult position. But the commissioner had this to say yesterday about it was a great day for golf. It's a historical day for the PGA Tour and the game of golf, and it's a historical day for the PIF and the DP World Tour. And, you know, there's been a lot of tension in our sport over the last couple of years. But what we're talking about today is coming together to unify the game of golf. It looked like an infomercial. When I first saw it on CNBC, I thought, okay, I mean, might as well have the uh, Shamwell guy there doing an infomercial here. That's what it felt like. It was an infomercial for what is next with the Saudi-backed live tour. And if a player wanted to go play, go play. I just didn't want them to dismantle the PGA Tour. 
I wanted to still have the majors. I still wanted to see these events. I would love to have those players play. But if you chose to go, then you chose to... It was a vote against the PGA Tour. Is the PGA Tour uh, perfect? No, not at all. Uh, Phil Mickelson taking a victory lap. That you know, Is this making the PGA Tour better? I don't know. You raise the money... Uh, you know, can you play less events? What what are they doing with world rankings? And uh, you know, you got Ryder Cup, and I'm like, there's so much involved here that it's not easy to go. You know what? This is going to be great for the game. I don't know that, and the players don't know that. And the fact that they had they found out when I found out, man, I'd be livid. I'd be livid at that commissioner. And the first thing I would say is, what is your salary? What were you promised? Because it's all transactional, right? Nobody got a heads up here. Tiger didn't. Rory didn't. And those are the guys who've been out there banging the drum. Maybe it is better. Maybe down the road. And yes, we're in bed with a lot of different companies, governments. I get it. NBA. We saw what happened with China. Shh, don't say anything. I get it. But... This is one where the commissioner was saying, hey, they're responsible for 9-11. Well, if I'm a patriot, I can't join the live tour. Like all of these things that this is what you presented. And now can you answer? What did you find out? They're not responsible for 9-11? Like you got some information? It's the same partner. It's the same money. It's... It's a sad day. It really was. Yesterday was a sad day. That you're, you got, you got principles, you got morals, then stand on them. Or just do me a favor, don't pretend to stand on them. Yes, Eden. All right, that's the position. Now, Jay Monahan has forced the players to put their money where their mouth is twice. Yeah. Some of them have already done it to the tune of $800 million. And now it's either play or retire. Yeah, Paul. Could, could the players like John Rahm, Tiger Woods, Roy McIlroy kind of collectively partner together and say, okay, the, 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 the money coming from the Saudi Royal Fund is still there. But this new partnership, you're going to have to pay us what Brooks Kepka got and what uh, other guys got to have us in the fold as a group. Well, if I'm some of these marquee guys, I go to Jay Monahan and say, look, man, we took a bullet for you. You know, we were banging the drum here, you know, keep the PGA Tour alive. Now, can we trust you going forward? Are you, are you setting up something for us? We were loyal. And now people are looking at us like we're fools. Like, you should have taken the money. Yes, Eden. But that's, the whole point is they didn't want to take their money at all. Yes. So getting together now to say, well, now pay us again anyway, even though we said no the first time, well, that would be hypocritical. Yeah. The, the problem is, is now if they want to continue playing, they're forced to take the money. Yeah. There's no other option, or what, are you just going to play for free or something? Like, there's no other option. We'll talk to Van Pelt about this. I, I still, I don't even think the PGA Tour knows exactly what the PGA Tour is going to be moving forward. Yes, he. Well, there's this one article that I'm reading. It says, according to several players, nothing close to a concrete plan was offered by Monaghan. What was described was a framework for a merger that was far from fleshed out. <laughs> I mean, how did... <laughs> How does that happen? Far from fleshed out. You're making this... Oh, God. 
This feels like one of those corporate takeovers where the people say, let's get the deal done and we'll figure out the rest later. There's so much money involved here that Jay Monahan and the Live Tour said, let's just get it approved, hide it from everybody, explode it on CNBC, and we'll convince everyone else later that how we're going to work this out. Why CNBC? Business, like somewhat of an objective business place. But that's the problem, that, that you have really based this on emotion, not a financial. This, that's what it, it feels like. It's just a financial transaction. That's all. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Just Let's just get it done, and uh, no worries. We, we, we'll figure it out down the road. Don't worry about it. Players should not have found out the same time we did. That's all. All right, uh, what's the poll question today? We'll take a break, then uh, we'll talk to Van Peasy coming up. Uh, we got a few options for you, Dan. Uh, we could do yesterday, PGA Commissioner Jay Monahan saved golf, killed golf, or both. Yeah. Well, we did wonder that soon after this was announced and Seaton brought that up. I don't know if the commissioner saved golf or ruined golf. And will he even be around in 10 years? So he said, oh, let's judge it 10 years down the road. You know. Right. Like, did, did Greg Norman yesterday win or lose? I think he lost. Because he had already gotten paid, and now they moved him to the side, and now it feels like, uh, Greg, thank you for your contributions, but uh, we'll take it from here. It feels like like I got you to the finish line, and now you're cutting me yeah, out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we'll take a break. <laughs> I, I keep thinking, at what point in the 30 for 30 are we? Are we in hour one? Mm. Are we in early in hour two? If this is a five-part 30 for 30, is it day two, three, four of the Live Tour and PJ Tour? Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to know what went on behind the scenes. And if there were only two people involved, then we may not find that. The fact they kept this a secret, uh, man, congratulations, I guess. Let's take a break. We're back after this. GetRefunds.com is here to help you because, uh, well, if you have a business, construction, retail, restaurants, bars, hotels, maybe you could be eligible for a uh, tax refund courtesy of the ERC. Innovation refunds with, uh, in conjunction with GetRefunds.com will explain how you might be eligible. They've already completed over 17,000 returns for a lot of businesses just like yours. And government data experts have estimated 86% of small businesses we're likely eligible to receive this tax credit. The challenge, cutting through the red tape to get your money. Innovation Refunds has specialized uh, in this with their tax attorneys. They're experienced in government application tax returns. GetRefunds.com is where you go to start the process. It's going to take you about eight minutes, and you could be on your way to receiving money for your business. No upfront charge. They don't get paid unless you get paid. Innovation Refunds has already helped clients claim over $5 billion dollars in payroll tax refunds through the ERC. Go to GetRefunds.com or download the app from the App Store today. That's GetRefunds.com. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. 
Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The original light beer, 1975, Miller Lite. Yeah, the original. Yeah, 1975. Perfect companion for uh, us grill masters across the United States. This past weekend, even Mother's Day, I'm treating myself while I'm treating my wife for Mother's Day. Out there cooking, and I've got my Miller Lite, my friend, right there with me. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. It's You can't debate it. I would try it. I would no, lose. you can't. Taste as great as the barbecue you're making. The beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. It tastes like a beer. Less filling. Only 96 calories. With a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It, it tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells great beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Intelligence runs in the family. Innovation runs in the family. Extraordinary runs in the family. The Mercedes-Benz range of SUVs. Every member waiting to impress. Learn more at MBUSA.com. By the way, it's not just golf. If you look at what the Saudi government is doing with soccer, they're trying to get Messi to go there, and who knows what they're going to pay him. You know, They already have Ronaldo. I think they've got one player who actually makes almost as much money as NFL teams do with their salary cap. That's Karim Benzema. Yeah, they got him from Real Madrid. And he, I think the reports are his salary is going to be about $217 million a year. <laughs> and an NFL team's salary cap is $225 million. And they, I guess, have uh, uh, said that they're going to spend about $20 billion over the next two years to bring all the soccer talent to Saudi Arabia. Right. At right. least that's what their goal is. And there's big names. And Golo Conte's a big name. He just signed there. For a hundred and something million a year. What's Messi going to make? Are they talking a half a billion dollars? They offered him something like a billion dollars a year or something to go to Saudi Arabia. But it looks like right now reports saying that he's probably going to come to MLS uh, and sign with Inter Miami, which is interesting because then he's going to the worst team in MLS, which is going to be a hell of a hmm. wake up for him. Uh, Scott Van Pelt, ESPN Sports Center anchor, golf host, and kind enough to wake up after uh, working last night. Uh, Van Pesey, great to have you on. Thank you. What was your first reaction yesterday at uh, 10 Eastern? Thought it was fake. Thought it was fake. Um, just because that's sort of what I think, you know, Twitter sort of trains us not to buy much. Um, but obviously, quickly, you determine, <clears throat> pardon me, that, well, this is a, this is a real thing. And it's 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 stunning 
And I was thinking about this last night and this morning in, in chatting with you that, you know, we've both been fortunate to, to be at this for a while. And there are moments, real, actual, real bombshell news, news um, moments that you just think, wow, there's, I mean, a whoa, rather, there's a lot of wow moments in sports. This was a whoa, because just the, the things that the commissioner had said, um, using, you know, 9-11 as a reason never to be in business with with um, the Saudi fund. And then now, hey, now, nah, these are great guys. So here we go. I mean, it, and he what he said yesterday about, you know, you dealing with the information that he's got and, and that things change. Well, it's not, what changed here. Yeah. I mean, you connect the dots and you could certainly look to litigation, which is costly and discovery, which I don't think either side's particularly interested in. Um but my reaction was just that I was I was amazed, given the rhetoric um, and given the, the, the specific things that, that Commissioner Monaghan had said, that this was the direction that they went. And I can tell you, his his players were as well. What bothers you the most? Well, look, just to be clear, when it comes to business, I mean, I'm rarely troubled by what people decide to do. They, I, the players that went to live, they had in some cases, nine-figure decisions to make. And I never held that against anyone because I've never had that decision to make. And many of the people that will, you know, very, you know, um, vociferously moralize about that in their lives have not been confronted with that. And I, so I find that very difficult business to do. All that, all that bothers me is if when you say, you say one thing that is here and then this is, 180 degrees removed from that. It's not slightly different. It's the exact opposite. And I bother, I don't know that it bothers me. It interests me to know what it is. And I don't necessarily know that, that those answers will be coming to, to say, well, you know, look, it's, it was, it's always the money, Dan, right? It's always the money in some form or fashion. Yeah. So is it simply a matter that the tour recognized that if this was going to be an arms race related to dollars, it was not a battle that could be won in the long game. How do you think the PGA Tour is going to look in a year and a half, two years from now? That's the question that some of the biggest players in the game and I, and I were talking about yesterday. You know, it's funny, and again, you could relate. You know, you you know the people in the business, and mostly, I think mostly it's, we, we you know, you text back and forth. Yesterday was one of those things, you text somebody and instantly you'd see the name pop up because the phone's ringing. Because this is a conversation more than it's a text thread, and I'd ask them what do you, what, and they'd say to me, "Well, what do you think it's going to look like?" And I'm, you're asking me. I mean, I, I don't know. I can't think that the live model will exist, as in, you know, golf but louder and fifty four holes and shorts and shotguns. I mean, and listen, by the way, shorts it's, it's hot in the summer. Well, I'm more shorts. Who gives a damn? Yeah. But I can't think that that model will exist. There was in the press release something about the t a team aspect being part of it. Now, does that mean there would be certain events, much like Zurich, right, in New Orleans, which is a two-man team event? Might there be a team component? Um, I, I think there probably will be, uh, my, would be my guess. But what I don't know is currently I don't believe live players and PGA Tour players will be competing in the same events, meaning like this year. But, I mean – Next year, are they all sort of under the same umbrella competing in events? Uh, I think at some point they'd have to be because I believe that's what the fund was buying uh, in a sense or investing in. They don't own it outright, but they're the largest investor. 
because you you bought players, but on live you just didn't have the distribution where you were being consumed as a product, right? You needed to have it, you needed to have a television partner where you had eyeballs. They didn't have that. Um, and yeah, I get that they've got a bottomless well of money, but at some point you just you want to spend it on something that feels like an actual investment that's a product being consumed at large. And I think that that has to happen at some point. Um, but you asked in a year. Is it a year? I don't know. Because, you know, Dan, I don't know what I don't know in terms of the contracts. How long do they run? This changes everything from a TV perspective, I would think. If you're CBS or NBC or whomever has paid for one thing, well, now it's going to be in a different entity, which I think this new entity is going to sit down and say, all right, let's talk about what it's going to cost to have us on your air. And these are, I'm just all thinking out yeah. loud, but these are all things I think are reasonable, aren't they? Well, I also wondered about this policy board where you have five players who were on the policy board. So you got Rory on the policy board there. Does, yeah. the, does, does the commissioner have to run this by anybody? Apparently not. Um, or, or maybe he, is Rory the one person who was privy to some of these conversations? It wouldn't shock me if he were. I mean, he, he traffics at the highest levels yeah. of, um, of, you know, people that run companies and are, you know, he's a thoughtful, bright guy that who I like a lot. And he was the guy that I kept, I always kept saying, you know, that Jon Snow, like gif or whatever, where he pulls out the sword. He's like, I'll fight, I'll fight everybody from Game of Thrones. I felt like that was Rory last summer. And if he really, like all the rest of these guys woke up yesterday to find out this had happened, well, then you've done him dirty, man. Because you let him do carry all your water last summer, yeah. and and then this happened. So if he did know, if he was the one guy that knew something, that to me would have been honestly reasonable given what he did for the tour last year. But the commissioner put these players in a difficult position. Hey, you don't take money. That's blood money. And look at what they did with 9-11. So now you're in the position of you have to take that money if you're going to pl continue to be a professional golfer. Correct. You, he, he took the money he forbid them from taking and banned them from taking if they took it. And if there, if players just, if it was loyalty to the tour, if it was um, a, a belief that that was money they didn't want a part of, well, tough, tough. I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss here. Um, it's too bad because now that now you're we're I'm taking it. So by, by proxy, so are you. Um, so, but he, he put him. He put he he put himself in the toughest spot, and I don't know if it's survivable. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I I, I was told last night um, that in the meeting that when a call for his for for new leadership came, that it was greeted with warm uh, applause. Um, and people are going to be pissed, especially yesterday when this comes out of nowhere. The thing that I keep coming back to is that we often don't know what we don't know, and when you get a look at what this will mean. Um, perhaps there's there's uh, there's a windfall that is that is such that the rank and file go. Oh, I see why this was done. I understand why this was done. Um, but but without that, we're currently operating on. Well, how's this work again? Yeah, well, I, I couldn't take ten million, twenty million. In some cases, a nine figure deal. I don't know what the Tiger offer was for real. Um, but I, I, don't care, I don't care how rich you are. The money that they were offering him is life-changing money even for a really rich dude, and he didn't take it. Yeah, we're just trying to figure out the context of this. It's basically, hey, this is happening. We're not quite sure what the future is going to hold, or we're not going to tell you that. I, I want to know what Jay Monahan got. 
I mean, sure. this is of all course. transactional, Scotty. And I always, I mean, that always again, I, I, I was only half kidding when I, you know, when I quoted Nino Brown from New Jack City and it's, you know, always business, never personal. So, I mean, it, in Monaghan's case, is it self-preservation? Um, is it to, to give himself some soft landing spot? I don't know. I, I don't I don't know any of that. What um, happens to Greg Norman? That's another really interesting one, because it, I think. You know, Alan Shipnook, who's got the book coming out on it, um, he's been as, as up to date as anybody on all of this. Uh, and the guys from No Laying Up who do a great job. I think all of them were, were uh, I believe, like right to point out that when it was revealed that Greg found out about it just before they went on CNBC and really wasn't mentioned in the um, in, in the press release as having a role. Um, I, I, I don't. Is he is he part of it? I, I, I don't know. Um but I think, and, and again, I would, if people are interested in our conversation, I think Alan wrote a really interesting piece sort of about his perspective on the winners and the losers and why Greg was really vindicated here. Because as you know so well, you've been covering golf for so many years. This has always been Greg's thing. Yeah. It goes back decades that this was something he kind of wanted to do. And um, it seems that Monaghan essentially took yesterday what he, what he said would never happen just a couple of years ago. And they could have avoided all of this had they done it. And, and Norman pushed for it all these years. And, um, you know, some version of it is going to end up happening. It's like when Steve Jobs got pushed out at Apple. You know, Greg Norman started this, then yeah. brought in Phil. And Phil became sort of the de facto commissioner of the Live Tour. And you didn't need Greg anymore. I just wonder if Jay Monahan is going to be in position uh, in the next couple of years. Greg Norman probably uh, kicked to the curb here a little bit. Uh, it appears. Right? It, it, it appears so. Um, but, I mean, there, I guess, as you point out, in whatever industry that, that, that you might look at, at the highest levels, when things happen like this, are the are all the people that are the part of the beginning of it, part of the end of it and the success of it? Maybe not. Uh, but, I mean, already at warp speed, we went from, from, from one to the other uh, of where things now are. But, again where that where are we i honestly i don't know um which makes it such kind of I mean interesting but but again just to reiterate in talking to players at the highest level of the game yesterday to hear them as um baffled may i mean in the just 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 i don't know they did what's this gonna look like what do you think it's gonna look like and uh that's a wild place to be when you're asking the guys who passed on the big dough uh to just kind of buy in and then you don't tell them what it is, and then they wake up one Tuesday morning to a reality that's entirely different. That's a, that's a lot to ask guys to sort of accept. Yeah, I, I corresponded with a golfer yesterday, and he said, what do you know? And I said, boy, that's sad if you're asking me, what do I know? And he goes, we don't know exactly anything. That's exactly what I said. exactly what I said. I said, Dan, you know, you understand I'm on cable at midnight. Uh, I'm just a, <laughs> I'm just a humble, your humble cable servant. I'm not... I'm not I'm not here to uh, tell you the specifics of 501C politicking. I don't know, man. Great to talk to you. Thanks for getting up. No problem, Dan. It's my pleasure. Hope you're well. That's uh, Scott Van Pelt, ESPN Sports Center anchor and, of course, uh, golf host. Yeah, I was corresponding with a golfer, and that was the first thing, what do you know? And I go, Dan, it's sad if you're asking me what I know. And he said, we don't know anything. And he wasn't at uh, the uh, – RBC in Canada, but he said, trying to find out information and we, we're, it's our tour. We can't find out any information. And he said, can I call you? And I said, sure. I felt like I was a therapist. 
Like, how does this happen? We look so bad, don't we? And, you know, you're trying to almost say, it's okay. It's going to be okay. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Oh, what a day yesterday. And we're just getting started with this. I mean, you got the U.S. Open coming up. I mean, you, you got all these events, the players. I mean, nobody wanted to talk on record, but that's okay. I mean, I get it. Golf doesn't really have an off season. You might not play a couple of weeks, but then you're coming back and the media is going to be there waiting for you. Uh, Lucas in Texas leads us off. Hi, Luke. Welcome back. What do you have for me? Hey, Dan. How you doing? Good, bud. A couple of quick uh, lightning quick reactions to the, the big news yesterday, uh, and then one question for you. My, my first thing is I love how this was uh, being litigated by Liv in court as uh, PGA having a monopoly, and now all three big leagues are in together. So uh, what do you call this? Um, and then uh, a, a huge winner that I see in this, a huge winner, is a big friend of the show, Mr. Charles Barkley. This guy turned rumors of affiliation with Liv into a new paycheck with TNT, so well played to the Chuckster. <laughs> and, uh, and, and really, my, my question is, you know, like this, I mean, having different leagues has really led to, like, divisive talk and who's the biggest divider, like Rory, Phil, all this different stuff. I think as they get closer to actually playing together, that there's going to be, like, room for a reconciler. Who's that personality of, like, trying to bring people back together? I mean, is that even someone that we know of right now? Is that an active golfer? Is it a, one of the older guard? I would love your kind of input on that. Well, I think Jack Nicklaus uh, had a forward spin, a positive spin on it, that he thought it was good for the tour. There's, there's a couple of golfers who have said they think this could be good for the tour, and it can be. It's, it's a true worldwide tour, and I'm going to guess the money will improve. I don't know what the players are asking for, but there's still going to be a little bit of tension, I would imagine, with some of these players. Because some of these players, you know, Phil has taken shots at Rory. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau has taken shots at PGA Tour players. Uh, Brooks Kepka, you know, they've, they've taken their shots here. I don't think that goes away anytime soon. Just because now we're under one umbrella here, I don't think that is uh, going to be the case. Uh, Cody in Texas, then we'll take a break. Hi, Cody. Hey, Dan, thanks. I think that in the weeks to come, we're going to learn a lot more that, you know, they're putting the term merger on this, but it, to me, you know, and, I, and you can read some stuff online, if, whether it's true or not, but that the live is the one driving the car now, essentially. And, and I think what, what, what Jay, Commissioner Jay understood was the PGA was running out of money. Uh, and, and I think they're putting merger on it right now just to kind of sell to the public. But in the weeks to come, I think Liv is ultimately in control now. Yeah, and uh, once again, I was corresponding with a, a player yesterday, and he said, are we, I'm trying to get it, the exact phrasing, are we that poorly run of an organization that the Saudi government looked at that and said, let's just take it over? Because I, I think we feel like, oh my gosh, you got... The camaraderie here, you got the history here, you got the majors. You, this should be a well-run business. But the player wondered if, out loud, if are we that poorly run that we're, we were easy, easy pickings. And it might be the case. They might have said, why don't we just buy the damn thing? And that's what they're going to do with soccer. They're going to buy the thing. And I thought that Liv was going to go all in on the women's tour and they were going to create their own tour as well. And they might still be doing that. They don't have a salary cap. 
It's a government fund. Now, they might be down as far as uh, production with oil or the money they're going to bring in, but I'm guessing with a couple of hundred billion dollars, they should be okay. And that's what they're doing. They're they're going all in. They're trying to get into soccer. Uh, they're in soccer. You know, they're Whatever they can do, they're going to try to do. If somebody's willing to sell, they're probably willing to buy. But look at what they're doing. The fact that you would pay a soccer player $217 million, rumored, and the salary cap in the NFL for teams is $225 million. Messi, hey, you want to come over here? We'll give you a billion dollars. Ronaldo, you want to come over here? We'll give you $200 million. That's what they're doing. And it's not like they're all, you know, the retirement tour. They're trying to get young, great players, not just the uh, let's take a final lap here with Messi and Ronaldo. Let's take a break. More phone calls coming up. We'll, uh, we'll have more on this a little bit later on, and uh, we'll check in with Nick Wright. Fox Sports will join us as we get ready for Game 3 coming up tonight in Miami. Back after this, Dan Patrick Show. I checked the mail around here once an hour or so, waiting to see the next shipment from Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Also, we invite you to check out their brand new NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net. One-of-a-kind digital cards. They have public auctions on the site. Also, hottest rookies, biggest superstars, the old-time greats. And these are the official products from the NFL, NBA, UFC, FIFA World Cup, and collegiate sports. And as a collector, you can share your cards in the public gallery. They have challenges you can compete complete to earn exclusive award cards and check out the newly released NFL and NBA Prism packs and more. Your favorite Panini brands now is NFTs. Panini NFT trading cards giving you the opportunity to pull those autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, even one of one NFTs from every pack. Visit nft.paniniamerica.net. The official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Oh, my God. The play, the play, is play. of the day. Left side, got it! Check this out. One-two pitch. Breaking ball. Hammer down the left field line. This ball is going to one-hop the wall. And this game is over. Joey Weaver with his second walk-off of the season. And the Brewers third. And they win it 4-3 to three in 10. Courtesy of the Brewers Radio Network, since the start of last season, the Brewers have 13 walk-off wins tied with the Padres for most in the National League. It's your play of the day brought to you by Discover Credit Cards. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back you've earned. Cash back from trips and restaurants. See terms and check it out for yourself. Discover.com slash match. Yes, Paulie. Dan, your Brewers are in first place in the NL Central, but they've been outscored by 20 runs this year. Mm. That's pretty rare for a team to be leading a division. Uh, The Texas Rangers are also in first. They've outscored their opponents by 155 runs. Do you realize that uh, we have a player who is batting over 400 right now, first week of June? All right. Lewis Arise had two singles. He's batting 401. The Marlins beat the Royals 6-1. to So he's one of seven players hitting 400 or better through the first 62 games. He joins Chipper Jones, Larry Walker, Tony Gwynn, John Olerud, Paul O'Neill, and Rod Carew. I think he hit 316 last year, but nobody cares about batting average, right? That That's supposed to be one of those worthless stats, according to uh, the uh, analytics there. Still impressive. He's batting over 400. Other players who have been above 400 in July or later, John Olerud. John Olerud was batting over 400 in the uh, beginning of August. He finished 363. Nomar. July 20th of 2000, he finished with a batting average of 372. Uh, Rod Carew, uh, through 85 games, ended up 339. Uh, Rod Carew again, Stan Musial did it. I, we don't value the batting average. Uh, obviously, Ted Williams batting 406 in 1941. George Brett, uh, he was uh, closing in. On, he was 401. After uh, September 4th, and he finished at 390. Yeah, Paul. Shouldn't Tony Gwynn be on this list? Because in 1994, was that the strike year? 
Tony Gwynn, he was age 34, was hitting 394 when the strike happened. And I think the strike happened in, uh, I thought it was July, so maybe that doesn't, that's why it doesn't count here. Yeah. But Tony Gwynn was hitting 394 and they went on strike. Oh, yeah. Update the poll results there, Seton, from the first uh, 50 minutes of the program. Dan, we put up there yesterday PGA Commissioner Jay Monahan saved golf or killed golf. <laughs> Do you want to guess? Uh, I'm going to say killed golf is leading. 74% killed golf. Yeah. But maybe you had to kill it to make it better. Maybe. I, I, I don't know the financials here as to was the PGA Tour hemorrhaging money and they're like, gosh, we can't fight. You know, there, there's litigation here. We're going to lose players. Yes. Yeah, That's what makes this, well, not tricky, but a little tricky, a little muddied anyway, is that there's a very good chance that over the next five years, the golf product is better. Yeah, it could be. But, man, it's going to be an awkward couple of weeks here for the commissioner. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, Paul. One thing Van Pelt said that stuck out to me is he wondered if Rory McIlroy was one of the few people that was involved in this beforehand. And maybe Jay Monahan went to him particularly. I think said, you have to. Yeah. I, I would think if you didn't, you just have to go to Tiger and Rory. Out of respect for them. There's reports that Tiger did not no, know. No, no, I don't know. Who knows? But I uh, would rather say that I didn't know. Rory's talking to the media right now up in Canada at the RBC. We'll keep an eye on it. All right. I didn't think he was playing in that. He might be at the U.S. Open. Oh, okay. Doing PR for the U.S. Open in Los Angeles? We'll, Maybe. We'll check. I don't think he's playing up there, but they have, a, uh, they have five players on the policy board, including Rory, Webb Simpson, Patrick Cantlay. I would think you had to run this by them. I don't know if the commissioner has the autonomy to go, uh, hey, um, let's, let's do this merger. Doesn't it seem like he did, though? That he ran it by some No, people? no, no, that he just oh, yeah. kind of did it yes. on his own and didn't run it by anyone? I, I'm guessing... I'm guessing. Dang. Crazy. It was 24 hours ago, just about 24 hours ago. And we got this email, and Paulie goes, yeah, I kind of disregarded it. I thought it was spam. I didn't know what it was. And it was real small print, and all of a sudden it's like, merger, huh? Our good buddy Nick Wright will join us. More phone calls, hour two. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. 
With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.